moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. Today is a really special occasion and you will hear why. Maybe you can see it already if you are watching the video. It's gonna be Mylene squared and you're wondering why. So stay tuned and figure that out. Hello everyone, I'm Mylene Elke, your host of the Moving to Oneness so yeah, I'm Marin Elke, I'm sitting in Bavaria and it's all dark outside and even my guest today has a dark background. So it's going to be interesting what is going to arise today if there is maybe as we look up into the sky and even my guest has white headphones on everyone. So do take a moment to jump over and watch the video <laughs> if you can. So it reminds me there will be a lot of information probably from the Star Nations today and inspiration for you to look at, at the stars. So let me welcome May Wengel. So here, there's the May, the double May. <laughs> and when we come together with all our other May beings, that's the squared. Thank you, May. You're also in Southern Germany, and I welcome you to the Moving to Oneness podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Our paths have crossed for over a decade, over and over, and we're having a lot of fun. So every time we come together, there's laughter, there is creation, creativity, fluidity, a flow, water, and a lot of Chinese. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I think is this is uh, my first time on your podcast and I'm yeah, very is. grateful for the invitation. It's really nice. I always love hanging out with you and talking to you. So it's always fun. <laughs> yeah, I have been, I think, four or five times on her podcast, everyone in German, uh, in English. There were several times topic sometimes even uh, one of your podcasts you had made was or you still have is about uh, humans that have mel a mishmash that's the German yeah. <laughs> but a mix of cultures in their blood in, in their ancestry and what it does to us uh, what it uh, brings light to what is a positive to it and sometimes also what creates a separation about it. So share why you did so uh, many different topics to inspire people around the world. I think it was my pro my own process going through um, my my own personal development, going through the notions, going through everything. Um, and of course, I think it has to do with me being I'm, I'm trying to establish the the norm mixy for us <laughs> ah, that's a good one <laughs> um no so yeah i'm i'm chinese ecuadorian german so my mom's chinese ecuadorian and my dad's german and i don't know how much more cultures in the back are in the background before that but that's like the physical body that i have in this incarnation and um and it has led me to struggles, of course, on on personal levels, on levels of, um, you know, feeling like, like what you just said, feeling separated. And it's at the beginning, you know, it was a search for my my own purpose for what do I want to do on this planet and um, or what am I supposed to do or what did my soul decide to do on uh, in this lifetime? And so it was a search going through, at first I was doing stuff for burn and bore out people. So I, I know that term is not so known in the English speaking world. It's more a German. To explain, you know. yeah. Yeah. 
um, it's basically a form of depression due to either too much work because you're overworked, so you burn out from your work, or the bore out, which is not because you're bored, but because you don't have meaning in what you're doing. And that was my case. I had, I had like, I don't know, I had jumped from different kinds of jobs every two years, one and a half every two years, something like that. And of course, a little bit, I thought it had to do at, at first, it, I thought it was the jobs. I'm not finding what I want to do, you know, what I'm supposed to do. Um, so when I started and at some point it came, you know, I, I started to go on a spiritual path to find myself basically. And, um, and I found myself uh, being someone that can teach, that can help others and that can coach others. And so I started coaching people that went through that kind of depression because I had gone through my own kind of depression. And um, so that's what I started doing first. And then on my path of getting to know, because it, it's, you know, it's not a straight path. We, no. I, I, don't, I don't know anybody who has had a straight path, but on that straight path, on that not straight path, um, I found myself asking myself, like, if all of those things had to do with me being a multicultural person. So, and then that part came into my work of being, you know, seeing, um, like you said, on one hand, the separation that we think we create ourselves. You know, by in my case, it was, for example, whenever I went to visit my for, for me, the first couple of years I lived in Ecuador. So so that was like my core family where I spent the first years on this planet. And then so when we moved to Germany, for me, it still was the family in Ecuador. And but whenever I would come back and visit them, um, they would say, yeah, but you're the German one mm -hmm. and they wouldn't say it. I'm I'm saying it this way, but they wouldn't say it that way. They were saying it to see, you know, like, yeah, but you're the German one, you know, to make it special. You're like, for them, that was the special thing about me. But for me, it was, no, you don't belong. You know, that's what my soul was interpreting into that. And, um, and that was also a very important step on my own personal development to, to realize that it's actually, I don't have to decide if I want to be only that or only that to belong. It, it was a huge step to just say, I embrace all of my different sides, yes. you know, being, being <laughs> able to say, you know, cause I know I have, even though we don't speak Chinese anymore in our generation, um, because it got lost through the generations in Ecuador, but I know that we have a lot of cultural influence from the Chinese side. And so, I, I know that, you know, there's, I remember in that, this is, I'm very grateful to that psychologist who helped me go through that, that part of myself, because at one point she said, you don't realize you have a treasure chest full of possibilities. You know, I only have the German side. I only can, I can only react as a German person, as the culture that I was, you know, brought up with you at any kind of moment can decide if you want to answer in a Chinese way, answer in a Latina way, or if you want to answer in a German kind of way. So it's, it's a whole treasure chest. And, and that was the beauty to, you know, like, oh my God, okay, I can be everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And of course with that, and that's, that's when, when we, I think when, when, when I started the podcast for the Mixies was to realize, to see, um, to show, that separation that we feel because of the whole, you know, different cultures that we have. Um, I wanted to show that because I know that someone that lives just in one part of the world can also suffer of cultural mix ups, right? Because I mean, um, where does culture come from? It's not a country thing. No. It's a, it's a thing of values that people have for themselves. And so it's about deciding what kind of values do I want to live? Which ones do I want to let go of? Um, like right now I'm living uh, in Unterallgäu, which is also also Bavaria. So we're even in the same, what do you say? In the same uh, state region, of Germany? Yeah. yeah, region. State. Um, 
and now I am living in a very country. It's it's the countryside. Like there's only you're living in people. a small village up close, yeah. uh, up high in the mountains already. <laughs> yeah, the Alps a few meters further. You yeah, can go yeah. Climbing. we can we can we can see them from here. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Yeah, but um, it's a whole different culture than the one that I lived before in Munich, and that's only an hour away, right? And I've met people because that that's one of also one of the things you feel like because of those differences you're you know how are going to people accept are people going to accept me the way i am right um but it's been incredible like we've been we've been and and this is one of the things that i that i know is because once you find the peace within yourself with all your sides and embrace all your differences and and see the beauty that you have in that you have a tendency to shine and just by doing that you're gonna be belonging everywhere right said. and because that's also one of the things that i noticed as a mixie somehow i think and i and i i feel in some form of way all of us are trying to find where we belong and for me, I remember the mo the first moment after my whole journey, the first moment I felt like I was belonging somewhere was the moment I let go of everything in Germany, packed my bags and was sitting in an airport. <laughs> and, I had many conversations with you in airports. I mean, you were more yeah. <laughs> airports. <laughs> Oh, one time I think I was even one too, and I said, "Oh, I better go by plane. Yes, I better run. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, and and for me that was the symbol that it doesn't matter where, what country, what culture. It just means about belonging to yourself at first, and that was something very very important for me, and that's why I did the the podcast with the Mixies and um yeah but then i moved on again <laughs> i moved on i i moved on again following the flow following the inner flow and one of the topics and this is one of the things why i think it's so amazing that you you are one of the uh longest spiritual friends that i have and you i think you were there when they told me that i'm an empath and back then it was like there were no books about it there were no websites about it. And um, and I remember, you know, both of my teachers back then, and both of them told me, you have to, like, we can't really tell you how to deal with this. You have to learn by yourself. And I know that was my path and I had to go through that. And, and this whole empath thing was also part of my problem to put it this way. And please uh, note for everybody who's just listening, I'm putting it in quotation marks for for me problems are beautiful learning experiences that's why i'm putting them in that but back then it felt like a problem um and for those of you who don't know uh what an empath is it's maybe you've heard of highly sensitive people and highly sensitive people are people that feel energies you know they feel them they know like they walk into a room and they can sense okay something's wrong or something's good you know and then the empath is more like a sponge of energies. So for the empath, sometimes um, if you're not, you know, if you're not uh, working your own energy system properly, you, I always say it's the unconscious empath, empaths, um, they walk into a room and then they just suck up energies and they feel it's their own. They, they can't make a difference between themselves and the other ones. And that's why they tend to be confused with themselves don't know if the inputs they're getting are their, their own or if it's someone else's. And it's a struggling phase that you go through when, when you start developing your empathic nerves or your empathic um, muscles. That's what I like to call them. Um, yeah. And then, so I went on a journey to do that too. And I, and I even went so far because I, I didn't find any other empaths that it felt like, okay, so this is something that no one wants to know of. So I'm just going to deal with it by myself and I'm just going to put it somewhere else, you know? But then like, I think about one and a half years, two years ago, something like that. Um, 
it came to me that if I want to, the people I can serve best is actually empaths. So I went back and started to find out like, are there other empaths? Where are they? Like, what are they doing? And I realized that suddenly there had been four people that wrote books about it, all of them in English. So no one has written books about it, had written books about it in German yet, except one that was a US American doctor that was translated into German. <laughs> and um, I think by now it's been a little bit more because I feel like this year all the empaths are sprouting somewhere. And because and I feel it's it's that a lot of a lot more people, especially because of everything that has been happening around the globe in the past two years, a lot of people have been waking up to their feelings, to their emotions, to the energies that are happening. And so, yeah, so this is right now, I feel, and this feels like we were talking about it a little bit earlier. This feels like I finally am where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is like my, my whole being is finally doing what it's, you know, like I, I, I shut off everything else and I'm finally where I'm supposed to be. And it's right now supporting other empaths. So this is my path right now. Um, help other empaths. This is my, my vision, help other empaths to deal with the energies, because I believe that it's so important for us empaths to be here to support the energies. I feel like we are the ones that hold the space. So it's important for empaths to know how to hold their own space, how to hold space for others. And yeah, so this is where I am right now. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You are so right at this um, a time of seclusion has been very helpful for many because you're in, in a way, a little bit in isolation. And it provides, using the word space, the opportunity the time uh, to sense oneself, to go into contemplation, to have time to question. And if I look at it from an empath, someone who feels energies close by really good, and you also feel the world's energy and, and, and much more, right? Um, but, but for a moment, and then a day and a, and a week, and sometimes in lockdown, we even had months, right? You had time as an empath to, and many others, so, but especially now it was a gift, I think, to figure out how you function, how uh, everything moves, how your way of energy um, feeling works is, how you exchange, and what you want to bring out into the world and what you want to bring out into the world has been for many people an important a thought right to move more into what do i love to do what do i do best and that's why i probably love to do it and do i also want to bring that in uh, uh, out into the world in my way right for me that has been also the last uh, two years what is my lineage and it has always come through and through, but now what is there? There is also the timing. This is, is the other thing. So for many of us, there is now the energetic timing and support of not just uh, the human community, but our planet's community and of the cosmic community to provide this in a way of, of, of force, light, love, uh, to be who we are fully and to embody our knowledge. And you can notice it in the vocabulary. You can notice, as you mentioned so beautifully, May, how people are speaking, having time to write down the thoughts they had to influence and support, uh, influence is the wrong word, to uh, support invite inspire others to also move into this position and you also a, a channel you and um, so you in a way also feel the future often and you feel what is coming so you feel often already a struggle people have way before right also the humanity struggle on on the planet 
And then you also work with it. I'm, I would say you're not just an empath, you're also a healer. You uh, uh, have this strong love for everything existing. Uh, and you want everyone to feel themselves. You use the word flow and everyone, she has a scarf wrapped around herself and it's blue different colors and it looks really also like waves mm -hmm. it may has may you have to talk uh, later a little bit one place where you also found your rhythm and a place where you found yourself you, you had mentioned you have traveled a lot to mm -hmm. uh, find yourself to find what parts are within you where you can find them again what other people have also this um, uh, questions about themselves if they have different cultures within where you can also visually see it for you 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 can visually see you're not so German you have a little Chinese right the Latino is maybe not so clear for me <laughs> the American you couldn't hear so much but I didn't fit in because of the way I walk yeah but when I lived in in the U.S. everyone could hear the accent yeah, and then mm. even though one day I didn't have an accent, suddenly it was it. <laughs> so there are many things. And but you also went into the water, into salt water, into an ocean, and you left both of the continents that were really performing you. And even and it was not the Chinese, we in Indonesia share a little bit more uh, what you became on that journey on this exploration of uh, your oneness oh, i would say because because you were just saying about the way i look and one of the things that i find amazing is that in when i'm in ecuador no one recognizes me as an ecuadorian i'm too tall and i dress too european um and when i'm here in germany you know they they don't hear an accent because my german is very accent free but you know, they sort of like, huh, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, because I think because Germans are very polite in that way because of the history, mm -hmm. they're not going to bust in and say, oh, so where are you from? Where do you got your roots? Yeah, like Americans. Yeah, <laughs> not like I, I like doing that. <laughs> I like doing that too sometimes because I just, you know, I want to know what the what people's roots are. Um, but the funny thing is, um, and this is this is something that uh, for me, I feel like my soul's language, because because I feel like for us mixies, we also are very good in translating languages. And I'm not just talking about languages, you know, like you know, country languages, but also emotion. And I think that's that's probably be, being an empath is also because I I feel the way things are being taught, the way things are being talked talked about, and when I was on my journey out of a burnout and bore out and stuff like that, one of the things that helped me most because I finally, and this is what I keep saying, that was the language that my soul needed to understand the universal laws of energy. Mm -hmm. And that was the Hawaiian philosophy of uh -huh. Huna philosophy on one hand and the Ho'oponopono and the Ho'oponopono Keala, which was what the last teacher that I had um, on Hawaii. And the funny thing is, and this is where it comes, <clears throat> my body chose this combination of DNA. And when I'm on Hawaii, no one questions me not being from there. Interesting. This is what I find so funny. The countries that I'm actually from, <laughs> You know, no, you're, you you can't be from here, you know, yeah. and then I'm on Hawaii and I have discussions with people going like, I'm, I'm not local. What? No, you cannot be. No, you're from here. You're da tita. You're my sister. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> and I remember my very first flight into Hawaii. I was sitting next to a Hawaiian. Uh, original um, Kanaka, that's what they're called over there. That's what they call themselves. And he was sitting next to me and I was sitting on a window uh, at the plane. And and so I, I leaned back so that he could look over to, to on when we were flying into Kauai. And then he asked me, 
so you're coming home? <laughs> and and at, at that moment, I didn't understand. I was like, yeah, no, I'm coming here to learn. Uh-huh. So what? <laughs> and then the last time I was there, I was getting, you know, when I was already taking off, um, I was sitting by myself in a restaurant, uh, in one of those airport restaurants, very small, on Big Island. And and I was just having my last dinner and then, you know, and the lady, it was just the two of us and the lady working behind the counter. And so she starts telling me about her family and, uh, you know, and things like that. And very, it felt so normal and natural. And, and she was talking about, you know, how her family is and stuff. And then she goes like, so were you going off to on vacation? And I was like, yeah, I was here on vacation. I'm flying back home to Germany. And then, and for real, she stared at me for five minutes going like, and you could see in her head going like, what? <laughs> I thought she's from here because she was, she was even talking in slang and everything. So that that's just one of the things that I find so funny when you follow your flow, I was just following, you know, my, my soul was aching for this and, um, and I, and no, yes, I love Hawaii, but no, I, it's not, I don't, I feel like. I, it's a very good place for me to energize, but it's not my home place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if anyone asks, I do love Hawaii and I'm looking forward to going back, but, and I love the teachings and I love the teachers I've had on there. I love the islands. Cause I mean, for me, you don't not only learn from the people you learn from the places. And for me, the, I, I, I don't know why, but I have a tendency to love islands. So I'm a huge Island fan. Um, so that's one of the things, and I think islands because they're surrounded by water and I used to, and I think that's what you actually wanted to know. I used to, I used to be very, very fearful of the ocean. I used to have panic attacks going into the water. Um, and at one point, um, actually because of the death of a cousin of mine, because we wanted to spend more time with the other cousins, um, my sister and I decided, okay, let's learn scuba diving so we can hang out with them when we're, you know, when we're there visiting. So we went to learn scuba diving. And while doing that, my panic came out really strong. So it was like, okay, okay, you know, like, okay. And I, I used to be a swimmer as a child, um, but the older I got, it got worse. So um, I started scuba diving and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to tackle this. And at that point in my life back then, I had two big fears. And I said, the first thing I need to do is overcome my fear. I need to learn to overcome my fears. And the two big fears that I had that had come up with the bore out, by the way, because this is like, you see, it's not straight. It's like going all yeah. over the place. But a the two big cap. Yeah, a windy cap. Sometimes you turn around, go backwards, go forward, left, right. <laughs> Follow exactly. energy lines. You know, energy lines don't move straight anyway. Exactly. Uh, energy, no lines. Take the line yeah. away. <laughs> and so I had, I had the two big fears that I had and that that I noticed for myself. 2012, we're talking about 2012, by the way, it was me being afraid of being myself wow, because I was afraid. One. Everyone hear that? Yeah, I was the afraid. the only one who goes through this. Yes. And the second one was me being afraid of the ocean. So what do you do? Okay, let's learn scuba diving. The next year I wanted, I said, okay, I'm going to do surfing so that I can do learn to you know be with the water and i remember my surf teacher he was so like the last day it was like you're supposed to just be on the paddle and just you know stand on the on the board and i was like i'm so sorry like i had like we were walking into the water and i like my ankles were underwater that was it we weren't even in deep or anything and i see a wave with three fish which is nothing bad i mean fish are not going to do anything <laughs> to you right but i see that and they my panic you. Yeah, they were welcoming me and I went panic attack, full blown panic attack. And I'm like, wait for it. I have to go and meditate. And he was like, how can you do you? How can you learn surfing if you're afraid of the ocean? Da, da, da. And I'm like, I'm learning. I'm learning. You know, give me time. Go surf. I'm going to sit here. So I sat there. I meditated one and a half hours and then I went into the and it worked like it was beautiful. It was really I, I got on the up on the board. So, you know, like tiny steps and then going back to and and parallel to that I was working on my fear of being myself and I was learning a lot of Hawaiian philosophy and Huna philosophy and and in one of the books search Kahili King if you guys need a recommendation search Kahili King uh, he has a couple of very beautiful books about the subconscious work and stuff 
and in one of those books, he, he explained that um, one of the gods of the uh, of the ocean that the Hawaiians praised, that the one god, I, I, I'm really sorry, I forgot the name, it's so long ago, I forgot the name of the of the deity he was talking about, but he said is the god of the ocean, the one that takes care of the big ocean, and he's the one in charge of your deepest, most inner strength. Wow. And when I was reading that, inside of me, it went, I'm afraid of the ocean, and I'm afraid of being myself. So for me, it was like, okay, so if I beat one, I beat the other, because they're, they're entangled, they're together, they belong together. <laughs> and um, so I went and I remember it was a, I did by myself, I did a shamanic meditation. And I asked my spirit guides to help me to support me to, you know, I, I said these two things I have, you know, let's do whatever is ready to to happen right now. And so I'm not going to go into the details of what happened. But after that meditation, I went back, uh, I think it was a couple of months later, we went back to Ecuador. Um, we went scuba diving, and it was no problem, no panic attacks. It was beautiful uh, connection with the ocean. I went surfing. And actually, while I was walking into the ocean with a surfboard, I see a wave and I see a stingray in the wave. Mm. And now stingrays are a little bit different than three than, little fish. Than three little fish. But, and this is, the, you know, those are the moments you celebrate yes. when you see that and you know, a couple of months ago, I would have ran out of the water right now. But at that moment, I was like, oh my God, that was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. I want more, hello, and, and kept on walking, you know? And you're like, what happened? You know, like it was so beautiful. And and, and for some people, this might be weird, but um, I felt, of course, you when you're a beginner surfer, you fall off the board a couple of times and Ecuadorian beaches have a little bit tiny, it's not, um, it's very sandy usually most of the spots, but the one we had, it had a couple of stones. So when I came out of the water, I, uh, I had, how do you say it? I yourself on scratched myself on my wrist. And I thought for me, it felt like the ocean had given me an initiation because it mm -hmm. was like, it showed me you're, you know, you're ready. You're ready. This is why I have my wave here. Ah, exactly find... where the scar was. Exactly where the scar was. And it's a reminder for me that I can overcome any fear. Wow. And um, ever since then, I mean, I still have, you know. Respect. Yes, but you know, I'm working on each of them. It's like, you know, you follow your flow. It was like, after that, I still went scuba diving. I, I mean, you know, I still do. I, I even travel. I, I try she to always only beautiful pictures. So yes. we can be part of it and celebrate <laughs> it and see the beauty Macy's. Yes. So it, for, and back then I would have never thought that at one point in my life, I would, you know, redirect my travel only to scuba. Like for me, that's like the, of course I'll, I'll go somewhere else if, if it feels like it, but I try to go scuba diving as often as possible to be in the ocean to be with that element and and um but that was but what was what i was going to say is that i was afraid of taking off the mask underwater now for the scuba divers you guys know you have you're supposed to learn that because it might happen that someone you know either a fish or someone else's another scuba diver flips off your your mask so you should be firm with it. And I was always afraid. So when I was scuba diving, it was nice scuba diving, but I would, you know, I would, I would dive like this if I would be close to people, you know, like don't, don't take off my mask. I don't want to, you know, but also that I was following my flow and I got to a point where I was at a place where it was, and, and this is what, what I find. That's the thing about mastering your fears is finding the right moment, your wave, you, you know, I love my favorite saying is you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to serve them and serve your own wave. And you find yourself in a spot where you feel comfortable enough and strong enough because the wave is coming, it's building up and you're strong enough to tackle that fear. 
And it was when, once you start doing that, you get so much beautiful help. You know, I, 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 I was, I found myself in Thailand in a scuba school where the teacher took so much time to just spend with me practicing, taking off the mask, diving without the mask. And now it's for me, it's playful. Okay. Let's take it off. You know, like it's no problem anymore. You attracted so my, the right people. Exactly. For you. So my, exactly. So my next, my next thing, when that wave hits, I'm still, you know, I'm, we're still going backwards. <laughs> the ocean is, is is gathering um and the next thing is going to be scuba diving in caves <laughs> that was, you know i had that question on my tongue the whole time so, so when are you going into the you know even uh, the um, uh, uh, lakes that are up in the alps or caves or uh, the cold water dives that are here they're not so sexy because it's not so clear but uh, that is a special wisdom um it, the, because the whole time came, you are very creative in acknowledging uh, what you want to do, right? Somehow you set an intention, and everyone hear that. May is very good in setting an intention and to find ways to get there. And you know, you, May, you have mentioned a few times it is not always the straight line, and you don't have to power power yourself through. Right? That's the, the way we have been taught. But there is now a way that we're remembering and is to move in your pace, in your rhythm and to go forward a little bit and to stop and rest and eat, eat something, drink something, maybe come back next year and take on and no one is uh, worthless or a failure or anything because of uh, this. So in a way, I see you teaching that and uh, so people don't feel so judged and don't judge themselves uh, that there is the possibility in looking at everything from many different angles and you, you've been in several different countries and different waters, right, to always learn one part and get a step uh, further and, and, yes. and play with it and uh, get to know yourself there is um the uh, water anyway has a we're very fluid beings <laughs> you and myself i remember may i have a story i went to my son tilo i don't know maybe four or five years ago he was uh, in the hospital because of breathing problems and a few weeks later I just had the inclination that he needs to be in warm weather in, in Germany in March is really not so warm. <laughs> so I wanted this ocean, but I didn't want to go to the cold ocean. I don't like it so much. So we went to Egypt and he wanted to learn to scuba dive, but he was only mm. 10. Then. Also, then it was five years ago. So you couldn't even do, but mm. I found a beautiful man. And, you know, I said, the intention, I hope there's someone who teaches him a beautiful, a loving, a gentle way. And exactly like uh, what you said, then this man appeared, he was Egyptian and he took my little son and uh, uh, noticed the finesse, both men were very fine, my son and, and the teacher. <laughs> and you know, they learned to walk into the ocean with a whole scuba and go deeper and deeper as my son became comfortable. And one day we had another one and that guy would just wanted to throw him in the big thing, but it was not the way my son learns or likes to learn or, or, or right. And um, then he stopped. He didn't want to dive anymore. And luckily I took one more lesson again with this gentleman who took time so he can learn to float and really feel comfortable for him to say himself when to take the next step. And I think you were very lucky. You also always had teachers that waited for you to make the next choice of moving forward and they were patient and so i invite everyone if you're a teacher become more patient ask and observe when is your uh, student ready when do they start asking their own questions and then move forward and for my son what happened out of this whole experience then in the Red Sea was that he found his new way of breathing, right? Because you had mm -hmm. to depend on yourself 
May, like you, you're right, underwater, you have to depend on yourself. You have to trust yourself. You have to find your rhythm. You have to prepare yourself also, right? And you have to test your own gear. And again, you have to depend on yourself. This provides strength. This provides um, understanding of oneself. It, it, it really has many, many uh, beautiful ways that are being strengthened, fine-tuned, deepened, and provide, oh, the word is missing at the moment, uh, not self, uh, self able to do things. And you, that feels comfortable. You, be, you become posed because you know you can act on it because you have had the experience, not someone taught you, or, you know, just empty words. You really experience this change. And through that also, May, you will be a beautiful teacher in uh, bringing that closer uh, to others. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, um, I've put myself on panic attacks underwater. Like you said, it's very, um, I mean, you're only, you're supposed to go scuba diving always in pairs. So you're, you're always supposed to have someone. But a couple of years ago, my sister, who was my, my buddy, um, went into having kids so she's not scuba diving right now but uh i hopefully hopefully next year but um and she's the only one that has brought me into caves by the way because <laughs> at the beginning no but what i was gonna say is you still have that like you said the strength and dependency on yourself and i remember and th i think this is the very most important part about you know overcoming your fears and overcoming a panic attack under what like me underwater was that you create and, and this is what i'm saying you create that environment by you know feeling the wave when are you ready for it do you have you know and and looking at your resources do you have the right people surrounding you that are going to hold you in case you you know in case of something happening so um so important yeah yeah so this is what happened to me when i that was in the caribbean because uh, you do night dives in, and I'm fine with night dives, but that was my very first one where we turned off the lights because one of the most amazing things happened when you do that in the Caribbean because you have a, a fluorescent uh, animals underwater. So it feels like you're sitting in a galaxy because it's like, you know, you're you're sitting there on the bottom of the ocean and you're surrounded by little stars all around you and it's Ooh. just wow you know and um i think that's why i'm so drawn to the caribbean but anyhow it was my very first time and i had told the the guide the scuba guide that we had that was guiding our group and i had a, a diving buddy and i had told her that i come from fear so just in case just for her to know it was it's like it was so comforting to just have someone who knows that maybe i might need their help you were courageous enough to share that, right? I think that is uh, uh, very important uh, to have the uh, courage. Or, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's the best word to share and to teach others how you function. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, it's like I, I wanted to have that because it because it gives me the comfort of okay, if anything happens, they're there. They know, and you know, we talk about what could happen and. And so my buddy, my buddy told me, you know, I'm here. If you need me, just reach out. My hand is right next to yours. Um, and so we did that. And, you know, we went, we had to kneel down on the, on the bottom of the ocean. You kneel down in the sand. And then, so I knew she was right, you know, like not far away from me. And then you turn off the lights and then suddenly I go into this panic attack and I can't breathe. And I'm like, you know, hyperventilating what you do in, in the panic attack. And, um, I'm so grateful because in that moment I had like two beings inside of me, the one being that was having the panic attack and then the other being that was going like, what changed? You only turned off the lights, <laughs> mm. you know, um, and, it, and I love that I was able to have that dialogue and I think everybody has that. We just don't yeah. listen to that part. We only listen to the panic attack side, right? And I think the important part was in that moment, you know, um, and, and I think that happens best, like I said, when you have your resources, when you know, okay, in any moment, I could turn on the lights if it's too much, I can just reach out, I have a hand there. 
but I didn't, you know, I wanted to, you know, embrace that panic attack side of myself. So I started to see, okay, so what's going on? What's happening? You know, you have your, your, um, I keep forgetting what, what the English name is of the regulator, the regulator in your mouth and there's air coming in, look, touch it, you know? So I touched that, I touched my mask, it's still there, you know? And it took me a couple of minutes and then, and you know, I, I remember because my sister was the one that was um, calming me down in my first panic attacks underwater. So I remembered what she did with me underwater. And I was imagining doing that with her in that moment, even though she wasn't there, but energetically she was, she's there with me. Right there. And so, and so I calmed myself down and I was able to go like, wow <laughs> you know finally you know relax the whole body and finally embrace the galaxy around me and 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 then you know what happened it was on one hand i realized it's a voice it's a story i was telling myself that i'm not having air i had enough air you know so being aware that fear and anxiety a lot of the times it's a story I'm telling myself because I mean, we do have really life-threatening things. So I, please take those out of the question, but in general, like day-to-day -day things that create anxiety inside of us, it's stories that we told ourselves and those stories, of course, they have origins and they have, you know, they have their own truth and their own um, uh, meaning of being in our lives. But once we realize it's just a story and we have, we start listening to that other side inside of us that is saying, Hey, everything is okay. Everything is going to be okay. The universe is here to help you, to support you, you know, or yourself, your higher self is here to help you and support you. There's so much, um, so much, that it's just you know just relax <laughs> just relax into your own flow don't push it because because pushing is also a story so just you know just do that i came out of the water like in germany you say i came out three meters taller than i usually am um because suddenly you know you you did that and you overcame that moment and then and you feel a lot bigger and a lot stronger because wow, another and alive. like you said, you must have another very step. alive. Yeah, like okay, let's do the next thing. <laughs> What's the next thing I'm gonna tackle? You know? Yeah, the little so, adventurer in me, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like like the caves. But the funny thing is, I'm I'm going like yeah, caves. And then I'm in Greece where I I do Greece once a year because I, uh, I have friends there now, and it it just feels like coming home for two weeks, you know. And then, and they have beautiful caves and with them, it's like, okay, let's go. And then I'm in front of those caves and I'm like, nah, I'm not going in there. <laughs> so I feel the flow is not there yet. But like I, my sister made me go through a couple of those caves in my first couple of dives. So we'll see when she comes back into the picture. Yeah. Physically. And whatever comes, comes, you know, yeah. next year, two years and three years, who says we have to do it all right now? Sometimes there are other things that are more important to uh, be uh, looked at, to be done. Yeah, so we can just go, as you said so beautifully, with this flow and see what comes our direction. Because if we plan too much, we are not open enough for the unfathomed. And that, I think, is also what you mean under flow that what comes, comes and you open up to uh, the opportunity and the adventure of what arises and the change, right? And you're curious for what it is. Um, and this is in a way like, yeah, lying on your back in the river, yeah, the river's like this, right? That warm enough <laughs> and the sun shines from above. And sometimes it's very soothing and sometimes it becomes more adventurous, wild water suddenly, and then it's soft again. And maybe there comes a waterfall and there are always ways to go through it or down it <laughs> with the waterfall or you get out prior and walk down and then get into the water again. So there's so many opportunities and we can choose what we want in that moment. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I also that I've realized that that is like a parallel thing that's happening there 
is with everything that we overcome, it's also new tools that we gather for ourselves. And maybe further along, you're going to need those tools. Yeah. Because in my case, for example, I would have never thought that I want to become, you know, an expert on panic attacks because, you know, before scuba diving, I never had panics at panic attacks myself. But one of the things, you know, and this goes out to all the empaths because we have that energy and, and, and Mayling, we have talked about and Mayling, we have talked about a, a lot of times how we uh, also change and create the energy in the places for me where I go to, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this goes for all the empaths out there. We are like, uh, how do you say, cleansing, energetic cleansing machines, right? We, it, it, when we embrace that, optimizers, that we you're very good it, optimizers. You bring things back, uh, all of your empaths, into the original, into the primal state. Yeah. And, and for me, I, I see it a little bit also like, you know, like a, like a, a vacuum cleaner, because we go around, you know, we suck all the energy in. And, and, and for me, we turn it into something else. And one of the things that happened was I was having trouble with my hand a little bit. So I went to the doctor, and the doctor sent me to get an MRI. And I was like, why do I need an MRI? Okay, whatever. For this little thing, why do I need an MRI? Whatever. And um, it took a while until I finally got the date because here in Germany, they were backed up with the MRI dates. So as usual, I always go with my whole energetic crew into places like that. So I went with them. So I'm there, they lay me down like the, I had to lay down, you know, with my head down. And I was wearing a mask because it's right during this time. So I was wearing a mask, I was having that. And so I was lying on my base, basically, I was almost you know, taking away my own breathing by just lying on that thing. And I, I'm surrounded by all my, all my, all my, uh, how do you say healers, you know, healer energies around surrounded the MRI. And I'm like, and right the moment that that all of the, you know, the physical people that work there leave the room, I get this thought in my head. While we're at it, why don't we clean this MRI from the panic? Because I have a friend that has panic attacks when because she has she has to get a lot of MRIs and she gets panic attacks like she can't do, you know. And what and I'm they're like, okay, while we're at it, why don't we clean this MRI for the next people so that they don't have the panic attack energies in here anymore? Beautiful. And at the moment I finish that sentence. I start with a panic attack. I can't breathe. You know, I, I start the hyperventilation. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, I'm going to press the button. And I'm like, no, 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 don't. You know, you know how this works. This machine is not going to do anything bad. Look, you have space, you have everything. Why are you having this? You usually never have problems with small spaces, you know? And so I, I, I was so grateful that I had the experience underwater that I knew how to deal with panic attacks that in that moment, I was like, Okay, yeah, wait, you just asked for it. <laughs> you know, no, okay, yeah, just breathe it out, you know, and then I just, you know, I, I embraced it, I said, Okay, we're cleaning right now, we're cleaning right now. After like, not even three or four minutes, it was all over. Uh, and I was just lying there. And then and then the sound started. And I know that a lot of people get panic attacks because of the sound. And I was I was just lying there. I'm like, Yeah, no, this isn't bothering me. I almost fell asleep. So oh, for me, that was for all everyone after you <laughs> to, that uh, they were able to have a good experience in, in the MRI. And I love that, you know, we can dictate so much on this uh, earth. And you went into that role of not just um, even though you speak a lot about going the flow, but you're also someone who chooses and creates, right? It's also realities, even when you said that so beautifully, or you did the sound of sucking it <laughs> realities do disappear this way but we have to dissolve some to create new ones and this change and we have to dedicate time energy and intention on it to do that um, so you're doing really uh, two things <laughs> and this is really what uh, the way of the flow is right that whatever opportunity or situation arises you look at it and you know you, physically know mentally know that there is no problem you can handle it so you this peaceful peaceful state within the eye of the storm 
yeah this yeah. is the kind of going with the flow you mean that there's always a way to get through it and it's a beautiful learning mm. experiences uh, experience and that is what you're also off to to teach others wow <laughs> Yeah, and you basically enjoy the ride. That you, you're going to probably also write the book about that. Yes, I'm working on it. Yeah. Yes, because I did. I did uh, when I was doing my research to. Okay, so what is there about empaths now? I read, I think, like four or five those books that I told you. Like I, yeah. I, I really bought all the books that I found. I bought them. I read them, and one of the things that I loved about it was that they explained empaths pretty good. That was like. I was reading myself in those books amazingly. It was like, yes, yes, I could have used this book like years ago to explain who I am, you know, like to understand myself better. But I was missing the how to, like, how do I, you know, like, because a lot of it was the like implementation, okay, I, which we only can learn through experience. Yes and no. And it felt like, guys, there's so many things you can do to just, you know, go into your your gift, you know, to really live this this gift that we have because it's 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 a purpose, it's a gift, it's a it's, it's you know, it's it's something beautiful that we have, right? And for me, I believe it's our souls that decided that before coming in here to that we're going to learn to, you know, we have the ability and I believe that as empath, I think everybody all humans have the ability, but I believe that empaths just took it upon themselves to become masters in it. And I believe we are masters of energies and, and we do that, we can do that. And I was missing that in the books. It felt like it, it said, it told, it, it told me how to deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis, but it didn't, I was missing the parts where it was like, so how do I, you know, like, how do I do this? And so this is why I feel the calling to write my book to really not this book is not going to be explaining what an empath is or what a what a high sensitive person is. This book is going to be for everybody who's interested in in energy and how energy works and how the universe with energy. For me, everything is energy and every one of us can move energy and it's about becoming conscious about like you said set the intention become conscious about how you can move the energy you know how you can become master of energies and um that's why uh like you said i can in every moment i can decide if i want to you know wallow in how bad everything is or if i want to focus or just set the intent, like you said earlier, set the intention to the solution. Even though I don't know the solution, sometimes I don't know the solution. No, nope, and I don't have to know exactly. And I don't have to know, and I don't have to know how to get there. I just have to set the intention. I know the solution. That's it. And when you live and breathe that, you get solutions. When you live and breathe, if you're yearning ease, live and breathe ease, even though you don't know yet how to get ease, you know, how to become that or how to become peaceful. But set the intention that you already know how to be peaceful and you will have people coming in. You will find Instagrams, you will find uh, Instagram posts, you will find YouTube uh, posts, you will find Facebook posts, whatever social media account you have or Google or whatever, or you'll just find a strange person on the street telling you something. But once you set that intention, you're fully in that energy and not that that's why it is. It's, it's about this decision of do I want to wallow? Or am I done wallowing and am I ready to start get you know getting stuff done? And then you just, you know, set the intention in the right way. Oh, and I don't hey, I love wallowing moments. I have my own wallow and moments. I know those. They're, but they're those important. Are, so we can yes. understand again that and where we come from and how to get in and out. They always become very good teaching tools. <laughs> so exactly. I see exactly. That, yeah. But I think it's important to know am I intentionally wallowing right now? <laughs> or am I being, you know, pulled into the wallowing or am I, you know, if, because if I decide intentionally, okay, today, I just want it to be my wallow day, or am I really, you know, and tomorrow I'll start getting shit, sorry, <clears throat> getting things done <laughs> you know, and get, getting started on doing 
what I want to, you know, what, what I want, what intention, where do I want to go? What energy do I want, you know, and what kind of energy do I want to be? And it's like we were saying earlier, it's like magic. It's magic. You start, yeah, you start and, and, seeing magic around you. It's so mind blowing sometimes. It, it beautiful. It, it, our cosmos is so beautiful. Every moment is uh, so uh, magical. And it's one thing that brought us together and uh, also that we've walked now for uh, the last <laughs> 10 years together, it's uh, we always were interested uh, to learn, not just to know um, that energy flows and that you can utilize it uh, to do whatever you desire, but to figure out where does it come from and how can I even create it and work with it and um, in a way, that's why I like at the moment a dictation, right? So you're not just a, a pass a part of it, or it's not luck, or it's not a coincidence, and that we can really decide how to utilize it, what to act, what to do next, what not to do for our personal life and uh, for this world. And it's for us, all of us, I sense to move into that, to take our stance, to take our position and to walk our knowledge now on this earth. And you're a very, very beautiful example of this, May. So where can people that want support in living their empathic way to the fullest and to integrated fully into their life and to play with it, to work with it, to grow with it. How can they contact you, May? I think the best way right now is to come follow me on my Instagram account mm -hmm. and um, contact me through there. I do have a website in English, but I haven't updated it yet. So please ignore what it because because it. I haven't looked at it for two years, so it's still on the mixy stuff that we did <laughs> that we did a couple of years ago and about purpose and and we'll um, put it on when it's new uh, when it's ready. I'll put it in the show. Yes, notes that will be nice. nice Thank you. <laughs> people come ages later and then when True. you're ready, it'll be right there. And I don't ever for the right people, they'll find it at the right time anyway. Yes. So I, th I think the best thing is I'll give you a, I'll to put in the show notes. Yeah. Can my... you mention what the Instagram handle is? The Instagram handle is May Wengel. Can you spell it, please? Yes. <laughs> so it's M-E-I-W-E-N-G-E-L. Perfect. So everyone, you can find her now on Instagram. So if what are the last words you would give to the audience to move into the empathic or fluid, um, courageous oneness? I would say stop fighting yourself and embrace all the beautiful sides of yourself all of it every everything every aspect that you have the the one that is slow the one that is fast the one that is um loving the one that sometimes is grumpy <laughs> um the one that is hurt because i know that a lot of empaths feel the pain of the earth right now like of the whole planet and sometimes it feels like it's the whole galaxy um you will find peace the more you embrace yourself the more you you do that you will find peace and and less pain it's going yeah. to be and more ways uh, how to support our planet earth to um, heal to uh, lose those scars right uh, to rejuvenate mm -hmm. the, yeah the best thing an empath can do for the well-being of the planet is heal themselves yeah. heal yourself of your stories of your of all the pain of all the hurt you have of the fears you have heal them transform them and be ready to step into your bright shining being because it's gonna it, it's once you do it's so magical it's so ma incredibly magical and it's beautiful i can sense it i can uh, sense it it is <laughs> 
a, a bright light and also much some light is so high vibrating that there is no brightness to it and this is also a beautiful comforting comforting uh, light <laughs> yeah so fantastic may thank you for uh, playing with all of us on the moving to oneness podcast the best to you to um write your book success to find the time now also on your next travels to <laughs> play with the marine life and uh, <laughs> to exchange your wisdom with it and to share that with us and the world so we can be part of it thank you thank you for having me and thank you to all the listeners who took the time i think we overdid a little bit <laughs> Oh, it's always good. <laughs> That's true. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. This is Mylene, your host of the Moving to Oneness podcast. Have a wonderful time and explore any water in your area, wherever you live, from snow, rain, lake, pond, creek, or ocean. Bye-bye.